Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. This is A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall. Kevin is a retired United States Army Lieutenant Colonel who has studied UFOs for more than 50 years. His military training has provided him with unique insight into military operations and UFO research. Kevin has investigated many of the most mysterious cases and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries and been interviewed on hundreds of radio and television programs about UFOs. Considered to be one of the leading experts on the Roswell UFO crash, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs including Roswell in the 21st Century and Encounter in the Desert, a re-examination of the Socorro UFO landing. Now here's the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. Mm -hmm.
this is in fact a different perspective and I am in fact the host Kevin Randall. Before I bring on my guest, I would like to make one announcement. I have for no reason whatsoever decided that this is the beginning of season three. So welcome to the first program of season three. I think we've done 107 of these uh, programs over the last couple of years, so we're getting a large body of information out there. I'll be joined here with by Kenneth Dudley, I should say, by Kenneth Dudley, who is, a re who is retired, has investigated the October 1973 UFO wave because of his own sighting at the Utah Launch Complex. He has made reports to the National UFO Reporting Center, MUFON, Congressman Ron Paul, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, the FBI, the Texas Homeland Security, and several other government agencies. He says that disclosure is his goal. He wants to end the cover-up. He writes, I know more than anyone else in the UFO world about what has happened, and this is a national security issue. The public must be informed. He suggests that his field of expertise is military intelligence and UFOs. Kenneth Dudley, welcome to A Different Perspective. Uh, thanks, uh, Kevin. I appreciate uh, you letting me be on the show. Um, I've had a lot of resistance over the last 10 years from a lot of UFO people. And uh, so I'm, I'm grateful and thankful that you allowed me to be on your show. Thank you. Well, would, wouldn't you think maybe some of this resistance uh, comes about your claim to know more than anybody else in the world of UFOs? Well, I, let me correct that. I don't claim to know more than anybody else, but I claim to know more than most people, including the entire FBI headquarters in Houston, Texas. About UFOs? Yeah, exactly. But the FBI really isn't uh, interested in UFOs. They're interested in a lot of other things. UFOs would be something. No, that's, that's Kevin, that's incorrect. The FBI takes my UFO reports. They are very interested in UFOs and have been since 1940s and 50s. What I'm saying is, though, they have a lot of other things on their plate, and it may not be their main issue. Uh, that's correct especially for Houston. Houston is not, uh, when I went in the Houston FBI, been in there four times about this UFO cover-up. They've been real nice to me. Um, and I was, last time in, I was referred to Washington FBI. They said basically they don't have the expertise in Houston, the money to allocate for that research or investigation or anything like that. So they referred me to Washington. The UFO stuff was all out of Washington FBI. They handle it. Well, what got you interested in UFO research? How'd you get started? Uh, basically, I was almost killed in a car wreck in 2005. Um, I hired a lawyer, the Texas Hammer on TV. He's a TV lawyer to find the person that almost killed me. And he was unable to locate this person. I ended up having to take the bull by the horns and investigated the person and tracked her down in four hours where it took her insurance company, my insurance company, my lawyer, his ex-FBI investigator, two years and they couldn't find her. But in the process, uh, she was located in Crestone, Colorado in a Buddhist temple on top of a mountain. And when I just started doing research into the Buddhist temple in Crestone, Colorado, it came up that that was one of the big hot spots in the United States for UFOs. 
So what it did was it triggered something inside of me uh, about something that happened a long time ago in October 1973 when I was passing by the Utah launch complex about 3 o'clock in the morning. I had to stop my girlfriend's car, and we both stood in the highway and watched a giant UFO. It was a flying saucer take off from a gorge about 20 miles to the west of the base. At well, that me, time, I had no me, real interest right in there. that. Let me stop you right there because I have a question for you. You didn't remember or uh, had suppressed this idea of the sighting in 1973 until you ended up in... No, no, no. I, 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 I told my, my mother and my father, my brothers, my sisters, my friends about it. But you know how it is. They all, they've never seen one, so they kind of blew me off. And I never filed a report with anybody. I just kind of, as time went by, it kind of faded into, you know, into, in the back into your history, back what happened 20, 30 years ago. So but this didn't inspire this accident. This didn't inspire your uh, interest in UFOs, this sighting that you had. No, I didn't know anything about UFOs. I didn't know what happened. I was in a state of shock and disbelief. It was just beyond anybody's comprehension what was right in front of me. It was, you know, I was frozen. I was scared to death. And, and, and you know, uh, I just didn't do anything about it at the time. What could you do about it? I mean, I was out in the middle of nowhere in Utah, uh, 150 miles from the nearest gas station. <laughs> I didn't do anything until I got to Denver. And all I wanted to do was get home and visit my relatives for the holidays is all I well, really let's, wanted to let's do. Step back there, because I interrupted you as you were describing your sighting. So you're driving down the highway. You nearly drive into this UFO. It's landed on the highway. Uh, what's the deal? Yes, it would have been. Uh, the way it turned out, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. We were driving from uh, Los Angeles across uh, 70 toward Missouri. Um, there's a place up there called Green River, um, which is on 70. It's out in the middle of nowhere out there. It was our top uh, ballistics inner uh, missile testing location in the, in the 50s and 60s and 70s. It closed down about a year after my sighting uh, in 74, I think. My sighting was in October 73. And basically what happened was uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, we were cresting a uh, mountain ridge, getting ready to drop off into the next mountain valley, which was the Green River Valley. And um, some deer, deer jumped out in front of me, and I had to lock up my brakes to keep from hitting them. Scared the crap out of me. And uh, as we started to take off again, something I caught something in my left peripheral vision because it was, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. It was glowing red. And what was coming down this gorge, because you go up the mountain, you go into a gorge, you come out, out of the gorge, and it levels off into the mountain valley. In the gorge, coming down the gorge was a giant flying saucer. It wasn't. It was emitting, emitting a red glow because it was powering up to take off, and it looked like we were going to intersect at the bottom of the mountain, right on I seventy, and that's exactly what happened. Except I stopped my car before I got any closer to it. I say I was probably within a hundred yards of it. Well, how do you know? Uh, how, do you know how you know it was powering up to take off? Because it took off. Uh, the and, red glow uh, had nothing to right. do with that then. The what? The red glow. You were you seemed the to red glow the red had glow something was... to do with with a ship powering up to take off. 
the dome, I was above it. I had a bird's eye view. The dome was rotating counterclockwise and the saucer was rotating clockwise, opposite the saucer and the dome. And it what didn't put out any color except this red glow, and it had to be because it was powering up to take off because it took off right in front of us. So and, you're, you're, uh, assuming the, you're assuming the red glow had something to do with it powering up. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, how big was this thing? And, re and remember, this is critical. The dome was turning one direction, and the saucer was turning the opposite direction. So there was something going on there. I mean, I'm no physicist or anything about how things work, but that's the way it was working, how the machine was working. And how big was this thing? I'd say it was probably at least... Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The internet can be a goldmine for identity themes. Hey, big score? Six-pack of passports. You? Yeah, a couple social security numbers. Ah, uh, well, beats real work, right? <laughs> <laughs> it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. 100 feet long and at least 75 feet high, 100 feet high. And uh, the dome was off, It was opaque? You couldn't see anything inside the dome? You could not see anything except the shape of the ship inside the red glow. That's all you could see was the shape of the ship. You couldn't see any other lights. You couldn't see any windows, any people or anything. It was just rotating the dome one direction, the saucer the other direction, putting out this red glow. And it was hovering right on I-70, right in front of us. If I'd have kept going, I, I might have had a head-on collision with it, but I was too scared to even attempt anything like that. <laughs> well, I think if something appeared on the highway in front of me, I'd tend to stop myself. Uh, let, me, yeah. let me take a break here because we've got to do some uh, commercial announcements. I... Uh, We'll note that my website is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com, and there's a lot of information about UFOs and uh, even buried treasures and some other esoteric things on there. For those of you who are interested in that, I will have some information about today's program, uh, additional information about it there as well. There's also the xzbn.net uh, which has many, many programs that deal with the paranormal and UFOs and other topics like that that uh, provide, uh, well, a different perspective of what's going on out there. I will be back uh, in just a moment with Kenneth Dudley. We'll be talking about his sighting 
in October of 1973 and the importance of the whole wave of October of 1973 when we come back. So please stick around. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. I am here with Kenneth Dudley. We're talking about uh, his UFO sighting at the moment, which took place in October of 1973, which was a period of uh, Great UFO activity here in the United States. A big wave of UFO sightings took place uh, from about 
the middle of September 1973 to around the middle of November 1973. A very interesting uh, period in, uh, I guess, UFO history. When we left, we were talking about the um, UFO you saw. And the one question I had left before we move on is, uh, how long was the thing in sight? Uh, I would say within seconds. I can't tell you exactly how many seconds it was right in front of me because I was in a state of shock. Basically, I was frozen. I couldn't move. And it was just mind-boggling. It just You just stood there with your mouth dropped, and it was just, you know, you don't know what's happening, you know. But anyway, the bottom line is uh, we got back in our car. We drove all the way to Denver. Me and my girlfriend never said one word the whole way except maybe, did you see that in five hours? And she said yes. Anyway, uh, so uh, back then I didn't know what to do. I didn't know about leaving your post. I knew I saw something. But who do you report to? I don't know. I just led a regular life. But until this accident in 2005, all of a sudden, all this stuff started coming back. And I got interested in investigating it. And my first place I went was the National UFO Reporting Center. And? And then I went to MUFON. And then... I went to the FBI, and then I hooked up with NASA Counterintelligence. Now, here's October 1973. I started investigating uh, the northern part of the, the White Sands Missile Range was the Green River Complex. It closed in 74. Um, so I figured, well, is there anybody I can get hold of that might know anything about Green River, White Sands? So I called the uh, press secretary for the southern part of White Sands Missile Range. I got a hold of a guy over there, and I said, you know, i got a, something I want to talk to you about. And I talked to him about, like I'm talking to you about, what happened up there in October 1973. And all of a sudden, this guy got very intense. And he says, I need to hook you up with uh, NASA. So he hooked me up with the Office of Legislative Affairs out of NASA. I called them and told them the same thing. They hooked me up with NASA Counterintelligence, which is based out of Johnson Space Center right here where I live in Houston. And I made a report, just like I'm making a report to you about what happened in October 1973. They took my report, forwarded it on to the heads of NASA after they reviewed it and forwarded it on to the heads of NASA. In other words, my sighting, NASA was extremely uh, excited about it. The counterintelligence people were extremely excited about it. The, the press secretary for White Sands Missile Range was extremely excited about it. So there's something going on here with this October 1973 UFO wave, because everybody wants to know about it. NASA, FBI... Homeland Security, only people I had a problem with the Air Force. And basically, they threatened to shoot me <laughs> if I didn't leave the base. And all I was trying to do was hook up with them and give them some information. But is, anyway. is, it, is it possible you were kind of over overreacting to their being polite to you about making the sighting? Because I've dealt with a number of these different agencies and been to White Sands a number of times and talked to the press people there and other people as well. And 
talked to the FBI in Dallas, for example, and they were always very polite and very helpful, but it doesn't seem that very they were. Very polite and very helpful. And matter of fact, I went in there one time and made a report to the FBI in Houston about the UFO nuke press conference because I had debriefed Robert Solis in 2011 when I met you in Roswell, and I took the affidavits of all six of those military officers at the UFO nuke press conference, and I went into the FBI headquarters, and I laid down every single one of those affidavits, and I told the FBI, there's something going on here, and it's a cover-up, and you're involved, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it, and the lady that was taking my information, sat there with me for two hours straight and wrote down every last thing I said for two straight hours and forwarded well, on from there. Well, you've said, you've said that the uh, 1973 wave was actually an invasion as opposed to a wave of sightings. Why do you call yeah, it an invasion? I would say that. I would what? say that. I would say if there was a giant flying saucer hiding in a gorge 20 miles from our military base, and that we were scrambling F-11s from the bombing range to the east of the base to intercept these UFOs that were buzzing the base, I'd say it was an invasion. Well, do you have, do you have documentation about the scrambling of the fighters? Yeah, I gave you a, a copy of it in Roswell, the news report from, from Utah about it. You mean the newspaper clipping? Right, exactly. But that's not an official document. That's just a suggestion. That's and, not an official document, no. And and my point simply is here, I mean, do you have any documentation from the military that suggests that the fighters were scrambled specifically? No, for- you, will not get, you will not get any documentation from the intelligence agencies about that. That's above top secret. They will not release that information. I even talked to NASA counterintelligence about it. And I asked them to come forward, and they said that they will not come forward. Well, when you say it's a, a above top secret, how do, you, how do you figure it's above top secret? What does that mean exactly? That means all the information lies within the intelligence agencies, the Central Intelligence Agency, the FBI, NASA, all these different agencies have the information. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. 
It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. But they're not willing to release it to the public. But you say it's above top secret, and I don't understand what that means. Well, I mean, top, okay, top secret well, is above top secret would be just above you and me, above any common regular person including Congress. Congress has no idea about what's going on. Uh, the Intelligence Committee, which I watch every day on TV, uh, giving Trump a hard time. Uh, I love to talk to those guys. I have those guys turned upside down because they're the ones that are supposed to be in charge of keeping an eye on all this and everything. And they have no idea about what's even going on. Well, you said, I think you said that you have an expertise in military intelligence and UFOs. Do you have any training in military intelligence? I have no training. This is all done by myself, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, interacting with police officers, NASA personnel, military personnel, okay? And, uh, no, I'm not trained in it. But you don't have to be trained in some things to know for some things, figure out some things, okay? You can figure out on your own. You're not that stupid, Kevin. Uh, well, let's, let's be a little cautious here. We don't need to be insulting. Because I am trained okay, in Okay, well, I don't mean to insult you. But I, I have been on a couple, couple shows, and they've insulted me. So I'm just saying, just be careful, okay? I don't appreciate I am, it. I am, uh, I am trained in military intelligence. Well, good, then you can probably help me. And you can probably help me. What do you know about October 1973? You've written books on it. What do you know about it? I have written one book that dealt with it specifically, and mainly it dealt with the abductions that took place. uh, Pascagoula, uh, D'Anzio Yanka from South America, Pat Roach from Utah, as a matter of fact, Um, Susan Ramstead. And what I've learned since 1973 is, with the exception of um, Pascagoula, I can explain those sightings in the mundane. A mundane. Uh, Susan Ramstead's a hoax. Didn't happen. DeAndre right. Lanka is a hoax. Got the information right. from April. Okay. Well, see, uh, here's one, one of the issues I have with UFO people. I don't consider myself a UFO person. Uh, I'm just a witness. That's all I am. Uh, I'm not an expert. I don't write books. I don't make movies and all that kind of stuff like that. I'm a witness. I'm a witness that turned into an investigator that went all the way to the FBI about this issue. So all I know is what the FBI tells me, Homeland Security tells me, and everybody else tells me, okay? And, and that is that this is not a hoax. This is a national security issue, and it's beyond the regular people to have the information, okay? Um, and, and, you know, I have so many UFO people that try to, uh, it, it reminds me of the Republicans and the Democrats fighting like a bunch of kids, okay? You know, so most of these people don't have any idea what's going on. I don't care if they write books or not. 
You understand what I'm saying, Kevin? Yeah, but I don't understand why you keep focusing on people who write books. What's wrong with people who write books? Well, because most people that write books aren't witnesses. And uh, that's important because? That's important because uh, I have people all the time. Matter of fact, I had the head of MUFON tell me. Uh, well, not the head of MUFON, but I've had people at MUFON tell me, uh, we've got 100,000 witnesses. And I thought to myself, you got 100,000 witnesses? Yeah, and he said, yeah, but witnesses don't count. I said, well, here in Texas, we only need one witness to send you to prison or execute you. So I don't know what the 100,000... Let me break in here, because I'm going to have to stop you for our, our commercials here. I'm here with Kenneth Dudley. We're talking about UFOs. We're talking about the wave of 1973 and some other topics like that. My blog is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com, and I'll have more information up about this uh, discussion uh, later on. And uh, when we come back, we'll get a little bit deeper into uh, witnesses and the importance of witnesses in UFOs and that sort of thing. I will uh, be back right after this, so please stick around. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Xzone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. 
Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. I am joined by Kenneth Dudley. We're talking about the October 1973 wave of sightings, and we're talking about the importance of witnesses and uh, that uh, those who write books aren't as important as the witnesses. Uh, don't you think the dissemination of information is important in uh, working toward disclosure? Yes, I do, Kevin, but witnesses are more important to me as an investigator. But uh, what I'm saying is, um, I write books. Um, I and I haven't read any of your books. You know, I haven't read any UFO books. There must be a thousand UFO books out there. Oh, My whole a, thing is about many, many witnesses. More. Yes. What's that? And in, in, in writing the books, what I've had to do is talk to the witnesses. And I've interviewed literally well, hundreds yes, but, but, of witnesses. But here's the problem. I have so many people. I have probably... Here's what the situation is. The NASA believes me. The FBI believes me. Homeland Security believes me. The Air Force believes me. All these people believe me. The only people that don't are the UFO people, the people that write books, that make movies, and talk about all the crazy stuff that happened to them. Okay? So all I'm saying is it's pretty sad when the UFO people fight amongst themselves. And, and cut each other down. They should be working together. Everyone of them should come together and work together. This is a national security issue. But hasn't it uh, been proven that it's really not national security? It's been going on since uh, the 1940s. Um, there doesn't uh, seem to UFOs, be a national security if issue. UFOs, yeah, but Kevin, if UFOs have the ability to turn off our nuclear weapons, that is a national security issue. Yeah, certainly, but when we when we look at the totality of the information, um, the Air Force report, the Condon Committee, all said there's not a national security issue. Do you have well, any? Just do you have any what are you going to do if you're the Air Force, Kevin? If you're the Air Force, you're going to you're going to tell in your report, yes, this is a national security issue. Yes, we don't know what's going on, and yes, we don't know what to do. <laughs> you're not going to make that report if you're in the military. What uh, what documentation do you have that uh, shows that they accept your report as authentic? You have a site an object. Let, let me put it this way, Kevin. I will personally hook you up with NASA counterintelligence. How's that sound? That's great. That's great. And I will hook you up. I'll give you the email, the phone number, the officer's name, who he works for, and what they do. And I'll give it to you, and I'll let you do your own investigation on it. And, but my question, my question simply is this. 
And I've dealt with the FBI, I've dealt with NASA, I've dealt with the Air Force, I've dealt with the Air Force both as an Air Force intelligence officer and as a civilian working against them, I guess. Um, I was Well, clear- you just want the truth, Kevin. You're a truth seeker, okay? That's what you are, okay? It doesn't matter who you work for, did work for, you just want the truth. That's what the deal is, the truth. Yes, but what I want is evidence of the truth. And what I'm saying here is your siding isn't particularly exciting. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like so many yeah, other It's sightings. not particularly exciting when we have an unidentified flying object interacting with our military base. To me, that's exciting. To you, it might not be. Well, what I'm, say- what I'm, saying, is, what I'm saying is you saw an object in Utah on the highway. I think of the Levelland sightings from 1957, where the the object stalled cars, where the object uh, dimmed headlights and filled the radios with static, and there were multiple witnesses, including law enforcement officers involved. Uh, right, and so and so, you're saying we should not believe the law enforcement officers? Did I say that at all? What I'm saying is here well, is well, you kind of seemed you kind of seemed like you were more into trying to uh, discredit these people than actually trying to back up these people. Is actually, that true? Are actually, you trying to help people? Actually, if you'd taken, a cha- taken the time to read any of my books, you'd find that I find the Levelland sightings extremely exciting okay. because of the interaction with the environment, because of the multiplicity of witnesses, because of the independent reports and the involvement of law enforcement. A oh. wonderful set of sightings involved uh, people at uh, 13 separate locations, at least 13 separate locations around the Levelland, Texas area. And what I'm saying to you is your sighting was in Utah, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and it was you and your girlfriend that, that saw the object. Right. didn't seem to interact with your car at all. It didn't interact with the environment. It took off. And I'm saying right. that, sighting, well, that sighting is pretty mundane in the world of UFOs. Well, I did happen to track down another witness to the October 1973 UFO event, though, which backed me up on my deal. His name's Ken Storch. He was at SAC Command, Office Air Force Base, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, October 1973, and he confirms that, yes, there was a special alarm that went off about something about unidentified flying objects, and he had some information on it. It was exactly at the same day and time as my event, which tells me he was in the SAC command. He saw it. They saw what was going on, but I was on the ground, and I was actually the guy that was face-to-face with the, the UFO at the military base. So I've got other witnesses, and not only other witnesses, but let's talk about the FAA and the document, Section 8, How to Report a UFO that John Alexander got set up for Bigelow Aerospace uh, when they took over the UFO reporting contract from uh, the Air Force uh, after Bufon took over for Blue Book. So it was Blue Book, Bufon, now Bigelow. Wait, wait, Mufon took over Blue Book? That's right. That's not right. Blue Book was closed down. The Blue Book was closed down, and they moved it over to MUFON because it no, wouldn't expose the Air Force to any more Blue Book activity. They could that's, refer everything to MUFON. But they collect MUFON's information. They collect MUFON's information, and MUFON had the contract, okay, but 
but John Alexander got the contract for Bigelow, and Section 8, which I've got printed up before they changed it, says if, you, if you're an airline pilot, air traffic controller, or supervisor, and you have a UFO experience, you can contact uh, Bigelow Aerospace and make a report to them. And if your life is in danger, call 911 is what it said. And I got it. It's a government yeah, but, document. But, but, but here's the problem. You're saying that MUFON took over Blue Book, and that's simply untrue. Well, MUFON, Bigelow had people within MUFON. There was a civil war in MUFON, and it was for control of the data and control of the information. Bigelow won out. MUFON lost. That's what the deal was. And John Alexander was involved in all of it. But I, uh, once again, MUFON did not take over Blue Book. And in fact, there was another UFO investigation going on concurrent with Blue Book called Moondust. And Moondust was classified, and even the name was classified until it was in, inadvertently compromised. You see, the government always used contractors. It's all contractor stuff. It's just like NASA counterintelligence. You don't want the heat to come to you, so you've got to put someone else in the position to take the heat, okay? And we've got contractors. They're the ones doing the deal. It's not NASA. It's contractors that work for NASA, okay? They run the, the security deal, not NASA. And the same thing with uh, MUFON. MUFON, they had lots of military people in MUFON. And you and you can access their data, or you used to be able to, and you could find whatever information you wanted, okay? And people were tapping into that information. Government people were tapping into that information. And so, you know, if you're in the government, you don't want anybody coming knocking on your door like me. <laughs> you don't want me to come knocking on your door. But you're suggesting, you're suggesting that uh, MUFON is, was contracted to the government for investigating of UFOs? Yes, exactly. How about APRO? And I've got, a, and I've got an email that very, may, may well prove that. Uh, and the email from whom? From the top UFO investigator from MUFON. And who would that be? Steve Huggins. He's their top investigator, or was he? Or he's, he... one, he's one of their top investigators, that's correct. And he was involved in the warfare at MUFON. And he sent me an email about what was going on with MUFON, because I asked him, I said, Steve, what the hell's going on? I made a report to MUFON. Well, I mean, you know, and then nothing happened. And, and I got told that by the guy that took my report, Dean Trolley works for the state of Utah, Mufon was extremely excited because it was at a military base. And then it all went dead. And then so uh, I asked him, and he sent me an email about the Civil War at Mufon and who was doing what, when, and where. And uh, so that's why I say that. You'd have to question him. He's the head investigator for Mufon. Steve well, Hutchins is his name. Uh, he might be a head, he might be one of the lead investigators in one of the state sections or the state states, uh, but uh, I don't think he's the number one guy. Anyway, before wow. we uh, before we go any further with this, I'm going to have to break away uh, for the reasons that I normally break away here. I am talking to Kenneth Dudley, Dudley who um, has said that he knows more about UFOs than anybody in the world, and we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, talked about some of the other things 
that have been going on. Uh, my blog is www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And if you're interested in the Roswell case, take a look at Roswell in the 21st Century, a book that's based on the eyewitness testimonies of many, many people, or Encounter in the Desert, a book in which I interviewed a number of people involved in the Lonnie Zamora sighting of April of 1964. We will be back uh, right after this with Kenneth Dugley and the wave of 1973. So stick around. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and this sound like Kevin tomorrow's Dudley. television? We talking well, it is. UFO, the wave of 1973. Right um, it is and, uh, trying to get some Simul documentation with the others to only some wish they could here. 15 exclusive I, uh, channels like Exo, Sci-Fi, and I might have this wrong, we are worldwide. but I think that you no were suggesting that, that. Uh, in October 1973, DEFCON level, the National Defense Condition, in October 1973, was moved to DEFCON 3 because of the UFO wave of sightings. Is that your Interactive opinion? online network and no, much my more. opinion is tomorrow's uh, TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Okay. Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 
but the way it began before the Memorable conflict in the Middle East started. are not so secret well, weapon in the business and, and that's probably world. Do you true. have a powerful message that must be shared that, that you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Heiss can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. The war in the Middle East. I think Syria and Egypt invading or attacking Israel and really has nothing to do with UFOs. Did you expect your well, business to flourish, is, but instead it plateaued or didn't Death get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. They recognize United States and Russia. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit numberonefear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. That seems to be more of a coincidence than it does the result of the UFO sightings in October of 1963. Well, it depends how you want to look at it, Kevin. Depends how you want to look at it. Well, that's how I would like to look at it because I just don't see the causation there. That's your your opinion. And you have every right to have your opinion. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... um, what do you well we we've had some discussion about the the head of MUFON uh, investigations and it turns out not to be the fellow you were talking about it's somebody else. I've had many conversations with um, Jan Harzon who is the executive director of MUFON and had yeah, conversations with Jan. Jan. I talked to Jan and matter of fact I told him it's treason, treason. Okay, and that's what I'm investigating. Wait, wait, what's treason? treason? What's, what's treason? Treason is when there is a threat against your country, people have been killed, injured, and threatened, and nobody's doing anything about it. Who's that been is killed? a national security issue. Who's been killed? Who's been killed? Yes. Well, I've got about five people so far, but I'm okay. not going to get into that right now. Uh, why not? Why not? Because it's a long, drawn-out process, and I'd have to tell you every single thing. And I'm not going to do it right now. But I will tell you one thing. There was a rancher up in Stephenville, Texas, that was threatened. And uh, there's no question about it. Somebody threatened threatened? him because he was the witness to the big UFO over Stephenville, Texas. How was he threatened? What were the threats? uh, threats? Here's the threat. I'm going to come get you, and I got a gun. Is that a threat? Who made the threat? Well, it's a good question. That's, that's a good question. You made the threat. But when you call me up on the phone and you say, we've got guns, you better keep your mouth shut. So what you're, telling, what, what you're saying here is you've got a rancher in Stephenville, Texas, who says he got an anonymous phone call from nobody that he can identify that threatened him, which is right. something that so, seems to be so going Kevin, on around the country so all Kevin, the time now. So, Kevin, why don't you and me hook up and we go talk to this guy? Why don't we hook up and go talk to this guy instead of discrediting him? I'm not discrediting him. I'm saying you have said that he was threatened. I asked who threatened him. That's right. Him. He personally told me exactly what happened, 
He made a statement in front of a crowd right there in Stevensville when he was. Speaking. And who made the no threat? No one paid attention to him. Who made the threat? Uh, well, I don't know, but if I was the United States Air Force, I'd get somebody down there and investigate. But I have a feeling uh, they don't want to get down there and investigate. That's what well, I a threat, think. A threat to a rancher doesn't fall under the purview of the United States Air Force. That sounds more like law enforcement. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll be in FBI headquarters here in the next couple of weeks. I, I, I'm going to do some more stuff with but, them here. But, but here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. We've, we've had a lot of information this afternoon. Uh, but it's from sources that uh, I can't verify. Well, I know. No, we, there's only certain things we can verify. We can verify the FAA documents. We yes. can verify the email to NASA counterintelligence and the phone number. We can verify the email uh, from uh, the uh, New Farm man about the Civil War and the contract and all that. We can verify all that. Well, the Civil War and MUFON went on for quite a long time, and it had to do more with uh, the inner workings of MUFON than anything from outside influence. And right. Supposedly, what his name was bringing down MUFON and trashing MUFON, and he had to be thrown out uh, to save MUFON. But there was also a civil war going on there between big, low control of the, of the data and uh, MUFON's control of the data. Now, now, Bigelow, you know, he's a big NASA contractor over here. He's got a big NASA contract. So I do think if, if, if I want to say somebody knows more than me, I'd say it's Bigelow knows more than me. Well, I'll, when I talk, when I talk to Bigelow, I just, I just throw that in to let you know that I know who Bigelow is. I've been okay. to his office. What, is, what has he ever said to you, Kevin? We went out and looked at Area 51 together. Okay. So what, what I'm saying is, but you're, you're throwing out Bigelow as some kind of a uh, nefarious individual involved in UFO research? No, I'm saying he's a NASA contractor and a UFO expert. Okay, so? So what do you think? Do you think, what did he tell you, that he thought UFOs are real? Did you believe him, or did you think he was making it all up? I, I have not expressed any... Uh, opinions that, that anybody is making stuff up or anything at that. I've just merely asked you some questions here, trying to get to the bottom of various things to try to determine what kind of evidence is available, what kind of documentation is available. And what I have is a lot of rumor and innuendo, but I don't have a lot yeah. of proof. And that's well, what there, I'm looking it, for. There, is, the there is not a lot of proof. There is not a lot of proof. But the one thing about me, I'm passionate about it. The reason is because I almost died in a car wreck, and when I started to try to figure out what was going on with the lady, I ran into this UFO stuff, which made me think about everything that happened in October 1973, which led me to, uh, you know, the National UFO Reporting Center. And by the way, I was attacked by the National UFO Reporting Center. That guy's a real jerk. You know, I, you know, it's a free, free service. You're supposed to be able to send your report in there, and I sent him in a report, and 30 days later, he comes back and says, you're a liar. Why did you even send me a report on my website? Was that, was that Mark Davenport? Myself. Was that Mark Davenport? Yeah. Yeah, he's a jerk. Um, a, I don't think he's a jerk, and B, well, uh, I, 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 do, contact him. I will contact him to find out. You exactly. contact him and give him my phone number. I want to talk to him. I will contact him and see what I can learn about that. 
because uh, I think anyway, so so he tried to discourage me. Okay, but he also has on Section Eight. Uh, contact the National UFO Reporting Center for all the airline pilots, air traffic controllers, and supervisors. So he's got his hands in this some way, somehow. He's gathering and, He's gathering reports. APRO used to do the same thing. They would hand out to their field okay. investigators. But, 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 but when somebody sends you a report, you don't automatically come back and say you're a liar and attack them just out of just, I, 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 just like that. All, let me just say one thing. It's Peter Davenport, not not, not Mark Davenport. Sorry about yes, that. Yes, Peter Davenport. That's his name, Peter Davenport. But, but here's what I'm saying, and I don't have much time left. Here's what I'm saying. APRO used to give the field investigators these, these little um, stickers to send to the police departments and the sheriff's departments of their area. If you, have a UFO, if you get a UFO report, call this number. I think NICAP did the same thing. There's nothing nefarious about that, and it doesn't imply any kind of government involvement. No, the only thing, the only problem I had is I almost died in a car wreck. I felt obligated to make a report. I made a report, and I was attacked. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm out of time. <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to save this. Uh, I will be looking for some of that information you promised to send to me so I can follow up on that. I'll be giving and, I'll be posting, I'll be giving it to you on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I try to stay away from Facebook cause I don't. Okay. Like then it. I'll send it. I'll send it to you in email. How's that sound? That sounds great. Um, well, thank you for taking time out to talk to us this afternoon. As I say, okay, well, Kevin, I, I hope I haven't ruffled your feathers, guy. Uh, I, I'm, I try not to do that, okay? Anyway, as I was saying, thank you. Thank you for your participation. Uh, we have got to uh, sign off here in just a moment. I will have more information about this at uh, www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And one thing I will do, I'll follow up with Peter Davenport and some of these things and see if I can get a different take on this because we've heard one side of the whole a conversation, and I will post that also to my blog. Once again, take a look at xzbn.net, or as my pals in Canada would say, xzbn.net, uh, for the paranormal programming that they have. And I'm, I know that there's stuff that's going to interest uh, the people who listen to this program as well. Uh, there. I will be back next week, and I plan to do a kind of retrospective, which I wanted to do a couple of weeks ago, but things got in the way of what has transpired uh, in the last several months uh, in the world of UFOs. Uh, so I will be back in 167 hours with a different perspective. Uh, so uh, hang around uh, to take a listen. Thank you for listening.